0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Knowing Wheel, episode 137 of your favourite Formula One show. And as always, I'm joined by Jamie 183. How are we doing, my friend?
1: I'm good. I've just got two things to address because, as you started recording, I was adjusting my headrest. So it looks like I'm going to fit. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. I uh, hope that didn't distract anyone. And also, I hope it- This doesn't distract people, but I'm wearing a... uh, I'm going out for dinner immediately after this. Not a date. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I'm dressed up to go out for dinner, which is surprisingly only the second time in 137 episodes that I've I've recorded in a suit. Or in a blazer, sorry.
0: Yeah, exactly. Blazer. Um, Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a joke that most of you won't get, but with good reason as well. But yeah, today, though... Um, Of course, quickly, before we dive into all of the talks from the Japanese Grand Prix, of course, just our quick little pre-shout-out. Um, of course Knowing Wheel from 2024 if you're watching this on my main YouTube channel we will be going live exclusively over on the Knowing Wheel YouTube channel, there'll be a link to that down in the description below, um, so of course yeah, please do make sure you get yourself subscribed over there Jamie, in our little battle against you my friend, <laughs> how many subs
1: are you on currently, on your personal? I need to remember to, I need to, remember to get this ready before every time. You That's need this data prepared and good to go 544 so
0: you're gaining subs. Wait, I I've believe. actually gained six.
1: What you're the heck? gaining subscribers How during has that happened? this.
0: So we're currently on two hundred and twenty-six. So what are we now? Three hundred and eighteen away.
1: Wow, that's we, impressive that I'm gaining subscribers. Who knew? We, we are not closing it's in not as quickly
0: as we'd hoped. So of course, yeah, if you're watching <laughs> this on my main YouTube channel, uh, please go and subscribe to us over on the second channel and unsub from Jamie one uh, hundred and eighty-three if you're subscribed <laughs> there as well, of course. Um, and of course, yeah, if we hit 10,000 subscribers on the Knowing Wheel channel at any point uh, in the future, then we will do try to get to every F1 factory inside 24 hours. But Jamie, of course, we mentioned just uh, well in last week's preview for the Japanese Grand Prix, hadn't we? That because we run on Knowing Wheel time, uh, which often means we talk about something and then something else gets confirmed, we did get it right didn't we this time? Danny, Rick, and Yuki yeah, Sonoda have been re-signed.
1: Yeah, indeed, they have. Um, and I feel very bad for Liam Lawson, to be perfectly honest. I think he's done enough to warrant a seat. But then equally, I would feel bad for any of those three who didn't get a seat, to be honest. So, yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. I do completely see Liam Lawson getting a strive for a Red Bull-backed team in the future. Um so, yeah, it's good for both Yuki and Danny. We kind of spoke about it last week. And, yeah, it is a shame for Lawson because, again, he did a very adequate job this weekend in the, in the AlphaTauri.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, it was a shame as well, is it? Because, obviously, you just touched upon it then, but it's believed um, that Lawson has re-signed on the proviso that he is guaranteed a Red Bull backseat for 2025. But, honestly, if I was him... I would have potentially tried to keep some options open. Now, of course, as we you know, we kind of already spoke about this last week, um, so obviously for those of you that missed out on our Japanese Grand Prix preview show, obviously we won't go too much into it. Um, but kind of the big talks at the moment, isn't it, now is down at Williams, because apparently Lawson, Mick Schumacher, and Logan Sargent are basically in a simulator shootout for that mm. drive, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and I think I've kind of said it since the summer break that Sargent needs to pick it up, basically, which you've backed you've uh, gone against me on basically every time I said it, but now it's looking fairly accurate, because I think, yeah, the team are getting a bit more annoyed with just how often Sargent isn't delivering and is instead crashing Um, but, yeah, I think Lawson to Williams, I just just don't quite see them having two Red Bull back drivers, I guess Alvin's kind of their own driver now Yeah,
0: Alvin is technically, I don't believe, backed by Red Bull anymore um, but... no
1: probably not so it could happen I, I don't think I think they're probably going to stick with Sargent but I do not I do think he needs to stop crashing if he has one good weekend I think that's that but if he just keeps on doing what he did in Singapore and in Suzuka then maybe not
0: yeah and I mean it does really feel like because of course we mentioned it I think it was at the Dutch Grand Prix wasn't it um, where obviously we would spoke about Logan Sargent because this is kind of where all these talks originally came in and I kind of said at the time that he hadn't been crashing that much. And it feels like mm. every weekend since then, with the exception of Monza, he's stacked it in quite a, whole pro- in a, quite a high profile way in one way or another. Um, and I mean, James mm. Vowles has come out saying that, you know, it's forcing Williams to redirect, you know, development for 2024. Obviously, they're having to use staff and money and resources rebuilding this year's car over and over uh, which of course is, you know, just a bit of a nightmare for them, and of course acted as a bit of a precursor, didn't it, as we went into the weekend, because well, Logan Sargent would do it again, wouldn't he? In Q1.
1: Yes, immediately, really. Uh, in the first time he's turned to Will and Anger a weekend, and he uh, he stacked it, I come out last corner, on the of the line, which yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not the best. Not the best from Sargent, and again in the race, he made a bit of a mess up as well, didn't he? Um but we'll get into that later. But yeah, not really not good news for him. I think the pressure is really to be honest, just getting to him. You can kinda see it because at the start of season, he wasn't doing too badly in terms of like maybe a few little mistakes, but then he's it's his first couple races, you kinda forgive it. This far in, you kinda think the pressure's on and he's not really swimming.
0: Yeah, it does very much seem like going from, you know, treading water occasionally ducking his head under it seems more often now that he's just trying to gasp for air, isn't he? And it's not mm. really looking Because, I mean, yeah, that, that mistake at Suzuka, you know, it's the first run in Q1. You know, that Williams car was never going to be particularly competitive this weekend. He loses the back end slightly and just keeps his foot mashed to the floor. And, you know, surely there's got to be... I mean, I'm sure there already has been a conversation down at Williams. But the goal has got to just be get that car back to the pit lane after every session in one piece at this point, more than any other team I would have thought on the grid, for Williams it is about just getting that car mm. back, over and yeah, over sure. and over I know.
1: he probably puts a lot of pressure on himself, because he's still what, 16 nil down on yeah. Albon or whatever it is now, so he probably what really, really wants because, like I said, if he has I feel like if he has one weekend where he's better than Albon, that'll be that and it's like, right, you're in for 2024 so, he's probably just got massively high pressure on him from every area of his life really so including himself so yeah i feel for him but also this is the biggest sport in the world it's like the pinnacle of what you try to get so yeah deal with it almost
0: well, there is an element of that isn't there you know it it sounds harsh and there'd be a lot of twitter people going "Oh, just you know give him a break but no it it's a high profile business worth billions of dollars if you're not delivering you're not delivering mm. It's like, you know, it's the similar kind of situation, isn't it, to Mick Schumacher last year where yeah. clearly he just didn't have the pace. And, of course, you know, all these talks about, you know, Armour trying to get him into Williams. I don't think it makes sense from Williams' point of view. You know, if if it is a shootout between Sergeant, uh Mick Schumacher, and Lawson, all my money will be going on Lawson right now in terms of actual talent. I, again, I agree with you. Sargent yeah. will keep that seat. Um, but, you know, if, if it was yeah. me making the call, I would be really trying to get Lawson in the car. I mean, you know, claiming a nice, decent paycheck from Red Bull for him as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I would like Lawson in there, but I think it'd Sergeant, and it's it would be Sargent. It will shame. be. I definitely don't think it be Schumacher. No,
0: no, I but... think Schumacher, uh, you know, we've mentioned this before time and time again, haven't we? Schumacher is destined now, I think, for a career. Apparently he's going to Alpine for GTP, um, which would make a lot of sense as well. Um, But yeah, obviously, Q1, Logan Sargent bidding it, kind of was the only real incident, wasn't it, in Q1? It was a fairly undramatic qualifying session on the whole. Um, Joined, obviously, by Bottas, I knew that Alfa Romeo, just what's happened to them recently. Um, Stroll, again, you know, that Aston Martin seemingly is struggling. You know, we kind of said this right from the get-go, didn't we, that we felt Aston Martin would struggle to keep up with the development of other teams. Um, and Stroll once again out in Q1. And Nico Hülkenberg, pretty much since you tried to bang it into my head that he was still better than Magnussen, (laughs) has now not qualified better than Magnussen every race since, which I believe is two.
1: He needs the the pressure of having no contract for the following year, and then then he'll do bits (laughs) again. But yeah, two races in a row, Magnussen has had more quality pace, which has definitely not been the case all season. Uh, But it's still something like 13-4, or maybe 12-5 or something. So... You know what? We'll take yes, that. yeah, and of course we,
0: we we dive into Q2, and you know we, we actually kind of spoke about this before the show, but it very much seemed like a weekend where there were no real massive surprises. I mean, Lawson just missed out on Q3 was a bit of a shame, but of course AlphaTauri, um, really, uh, you know, I wonder how many of rebels parts now that they can buy, you know, fairly, um, that they now have. Uh, Gasly, Albon, Ocon and Kevin Magnussen all out in Q2, which, yeah, Yuki Tsunoda making it into Q3 at his home Grand Prix was a pretty decent showing, wasn't it? Um, of course, you know, talking about decent showings, must have obviously been Max Verstappen's pole lap.
1: Oh, yes. What a lap that was. And just the casual nature of it, you know, probably, uh, maybe apart from race one, maybe Monaco, like, it's one of the highest pressure laps of the season because, i guess everyone's talking about it's the red Bull now done new york singapore didn't go very well it's a hard track very narrow margin for error and his engineer's like can you get a 36 it's like yeah sure and then just goes and like puts a 36 9 in there's like 20 28 that was it <laughs> sorry 28 i forgot what the number was there we go um yeah absolutely battering everyone including his teammate Perez, who again should have been way way closer but We're just watching a driver at the absolute top of his game who's going to go down as one of the best in history. So you kind of just got to appreciate it. And obviously I like it because I'm a fan of his. But he was on it all weekend. It was never a doubt in my mind that Verstappen wasn't going to win that race. Yeah, I mean,
0: apparently he came into the weekend. Apparently he had a a game of um, paddle. What's it called? Racquetball or something like that. Oh, Um, yeah. With Christian Horner during Paddle. the week yeah um and it said he wanted to win the race by 30 seconds like after all the in yeah. Singapore he just wanted to basically come into this weekend everyone... and kick everyone <laughs> up the behind um
1: and then tell him to suck an egg into Prescott. pretty much <laughs> that was yeah. quite
0: good um but the other big talking point has gotta be Oscar Piastri in P2 on a track that he's never driven before again this young man given a new contract is absolutely delivering
1: Oh yes, and there's a. I think there's a conversation that McLaren are up there for best lineups on the grid. I think yeah, so, like maybe them Mercedes maybe are probably
0: fight. in the fight at the moment.
1: And Ferrari, would you say
0: Ferrari? But
1: I think all of those three. Fair enough. Just given how slow Perez has been, yeah, all year, you can, I think that drive for Red Bull done quite yeah, exactly. a lot. So, yeah, I think Piastri is right up there among the certainly top eight, top ten on the grid, very comfortably. So he's just doing amazingly well and you know fair play to mclaren for sticking him in and getting him off of alpine that was very good business for them last year um but yeah front row start for for piastri and yeah very very solid again quite a predictable race followed from this quite predictable qualifying session so very well done to piastri weekend really. Yeah,
0: no, mega job wasn't it of course. Lando Norris lining up P3 ahead of Leclerc. Perez as we said down in P5 split the Ferraris. Mercedes another weekend where they just really seemed to struggle wasn't it. Um, and yeah Sonoda yeah. And also rounding out our top 10. But of course that brought us then into Grand Prix Sunday. Um, of course yeah, Max able to defend from those McLarens on the run down towards Turn one. You know, there was such a part of me that wanted to see Piastri get the jump on him. Um, but yeah, unfortunately obviously Max very, very you know again it's it's another driver that you just put in your place isn't it for max verstappen mm-hmm. um and then lando obviously able yeah. to swoop round oscar as well but there was chaos behind
1: oh yeah there were like two sets of the same incident which was quite mad so you kind of had a precursor to it with the the fight at the front you had three wide briefly with piastri for Stappen and norris but i think further down the grid you had science hamilton and perez kind of all Kind of trying to shuffle over to the left-hand side and of the Leclerc, track and Leclerc, I once. believe.
0: I thought they were four wide. Maybe it
1: was, maybe it was Leclerc. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, and basically, all of them trying to shuffle over causes the car on the outside, which well, the two cars were Hamilton and Perez on the outside, to briefly come to blows. So they basically got away with it. Although Perez, Perez got a puncture. Hamilton got a small bit of damage, I think, on this front wing, um, and they all carried on. Although Perez did pit at the end of the first lap, and then even further down the grid, you had Ocon. Albon and Bottas, in a very, very similar situation, with Ocon shifting over, maybe not realising there's two cars to his left, but then you kind of expect he would realise that, and squeeze the other two completely into the side of the track. Um, and Alban, I don't know how he carried on briefly for that, because his car was in the air quite dramatically. He made a good thumbnail for the YouTube race highlights. Um, and yeah, very, very surprised that there wasn't like an airplane crash with that, to be honest. But Ocon got away with it, with no penalty and no damage, so... Quite fortunate for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I believed. Yeah, I think uh, sure. obviously, yeah, Perez obviously left for the puncture as you said from that instant. Uh, Albon and Lance Stroll both would have to retire late on in the Grand Prix, um, and obviously Alpha Romeo both cars damaged. On what just seems like not even a weekend necessarily to forget anymore, but pretty much just a season, isn't it? Alpha Romeo just. Mm. A- Gone away completely, and it got even worse, didn't it? Because then Sergeant obviously started from the pit lane. uh, Would would then take Bottas out as well.
1: Yeah, completely. And that was a so like for those long-time F1 fans, all the people who weirdly had that Kamui Kobayashi trend on YouTube last year. You you know about Japan 2010, where Kamui Kobayashi in an era where you could not overtake in a Formula One car. He overtook about six cars with the same move (laughs) down the inside of that hairpin. And he absolutely nailed it almost every time. Uh, And then Logan Sargent tried it. I guess the cars are bigger these days and harder to stop, but completely made a mess of it, spun Bottas out, and that was his race done. Uh, Sargent was able to carry on, but had a penalty. Uh, And then eventually, I think he retired too, didn't he, for damage. So... Yeah, not the best from Logan Sargent again. No,
0: and Yeah, a nightmare, obviously, for Williams, leaving both their cars out of the Grand Prix. Uh, I mean, like we said, you know, it kind of wasn't a huge amount going on. Uh, Hamilton and Russell had a decent little battle, didn't they, into the Cassio Triangle, uh, which was quite good mm. fun. You know, some aggressive elbows out driving. Uh, very much felt like Russell, you know, Hamilton has had the better of him most of the season, uh, but both drivers, obviously Mercedes, just on the whole struggling this weekend. Um, so Russell, I think, was trying to get the upper hand, didn't he? Uh, but couldn't quite manage it that time round.
1: Yeah, though made it. He made it work into the chicane, but then Hamilton kind of switched back to it and got him into turn one down the inside with the So a brief battle, and it kind of we saw a bit more of that later on. I guess the uh, spoon curve too later on with Hamilton uh, kind of accidentally pushing Russell off and going off himself. A la Brazil, twenty twenty one. But they, uh, yeah, got away with no penalty and no, yeah. But left Russell quite annoyed later on. But uh, yeah, we we'll get to that.
0: Yes, yeah, and I mean Perez as well. Um, you know, again, the other high-profile incident in the afternoon, of course, after you know having to restart the race from the back of the field after picking up a penalty under the safety car as well uh, for jumping cars as he was heading into the pit lane. Then went and took Kevin Magnussen out in a similar move to Sergeant on uh, Bottas from earlier yeah. on. And from a driver with, what, over a decade experience? Not not great. And another weekend to forget for Sergio as, you know, Verstappen his way at the front and Perez picks up no point.
1: Yeah, yeah. And realistically, that should have been an easy P2 for him in that car. Um, but even before the crash, even before the damage on lap one, obviously that damage was only because he qualified fifth instead of second. And then, yeah not not re- not good at all from Paris the weekend really and this crash was so rookie yeah just
0: I mean th- th- what I always think as well with that one is had he not locked up it probably would have made it look more like Magnussen's fault but the fact he locked up clearly showed obviously he was mm. out of control of the car um, and obviously yeah sent Magnussen into a spin as well there but I mean his strategy kind of played out there wasn't it most cars were on the two stop uh, George Russell one of the only ones who was attempting the one stop wasn't he um but kind of got a little bit screwed over by that later on obviously as we'll talk about um but Alonso as well you know after a decent getaway obviously picking up some of the pieces from those other cars getting involved in incidents at the start um Aston Martin just weren't there this weekend were they
1: yeah not at all their pace really was poor he ended up after the first stop what fighting with Sonoda and Ocon for a bit it's like look at where they were at the start of the season really fighting you know, everyone but Red Bull yeah. yeah yeah really really poor development as we said but Alonso did recover I think he ended up on the fringe of the points ahead the kind of where you expect him to be behind you know the top four teams yeah. Um. And there, there, thereabouts.
0: Yeah. And I mean, obviously, we, we kind of got some team orders, didn't we? Obviously, Norris, uh, again got team orders of past Oscar Piastri, uh, which you know, again, I feel like Oscar is allowing this year, but you know, in the future, maybe he's going to start trying to get his elbows out a little bit more. Um. And then, really, kind of, I, I, I won't lie to you, James, uh to Jamie, James, Jamie. Wow. Um. Getting ready. It's because you're in your touch, mate. That's <laughs> why I'm doing that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I kind of drifted in and out of a wake throughout right the end of the race. So I didn't actually realise how badly Russell fell back down the order towards the end. So if you could talk me through, that would be grand.
1: Yeah, so he was... Well, he decided to try a one-stop strategy just because he was running, what, seventh or something. Because so why not? Might as well try something different. Um, ended up P2 briefly uh, with the uh, everyone else doing two stops. Was behind only Verstappen ahead of everyone else. And then basically just fell and fell and fell and the first couple moves uh Norris and Piastri going past was slightly difficult it was only right at the end of the straight into Turn one that they got past but then as he got lower and lower you kind of had it become easier and easier Leclerc was a good move around the outside of Turn one uh by by him and then it was kind of this little bit of controversy towards the end with briefly had Russell fifth Hamilton and Science right behind and Russell was saying leave Hamilton where he is I'll just DRS tow him and then swap at the last lap which in theory makes sense but in reality i don't think would have worked because russell was going so slowly that hamilton trying to stay behind would have just meant science got both of them i think to be honest so eventually yeah they, they did swap them over and science immediately got past uh russell too and that was that really
0: yeah i think obviously unfortunate for george but you know like we said obviously mark just had to try something didn't they um, but yeah, it meant Max Verstappen again. We've said it so many times this year. No, Singapore wasn't the start of something new. Uh, Red Bull are probably going to win every other race now, aren't they?
1: <laughs> what was that about the technical director? We Russia, really did live
0: in hope, didn't we? Um, Sorry, you. <laughs> not you necessarily, but we as in non-Red Bull fans, <laughs> the collective. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you can't argue against it. You know, Jamie summed it up perfectly earlier on, isn't he? He's, it's just one of those instances where it's a team and a driver. Both on their absolute best, and you know, we, we kind of it'll absolutely be one of those things. You know, people go on about Schumacher now and go, Oh, you know, he was you know, absolutely fantastic. And people hated it at the time. You know, I'm sure it will be the same in the future, isn't it? But you know, I, I get a lot of comments from people saying I'm a salty against Max, I'd never have claimed not to be. Uh, but but I also, <laughs> you know, can admit at the moment, no defense, just admission, no, but I can also admit at the moment, you know, he's absolutely just doing everything he needs to, isn't he? You know, he's just...
1: Doing everything right. Just, yeah. No one can exactly. stop him. You
0: know, he was kind of this Max that a lot of people had spoke about for years, you know, was the future of Max Verstappen. And, well, here it is. Here's your future, ladies and gentlemen. And it's pretty boring, isn't Don't it? Don't we all love it?
1: <laughs> um Yeah, I'm pleased. I'm pleased that Max is creating a dynasty, but I'm sad it comes at the cost of Formula One being a bit dead at the minute, but that's kind of that's how all dynasties are created. Any it? any time someone dominates, you know, the end of 2013, F1 was horrific, but it was like Seb was winning every race by lap two, and it was like sweet, okay. Uh But we look back now, and it's like, oh, what a historic time! It, you know, you got to look at the midfield, and it's entertaining that kind of thing, which is exactly what we're going through exactly. now. Exactly. And the same in 2001, 2003. Sorry, not 03. That was good, wasn't it? 04, 02. You know. Arguably, 17 was you know, like verging on that. 19 and well, 2020 definitely. I'd say 17
0: was, but, was a decent yeah. title battle until Seb yeah, threw I it suppose,
1: away. Yeah, 2020 was the worst one, probably, for Hamilton, wasn't it? And that was fine because we had nothing else to do in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And there was a lot going on further back, wasn't it?
0: Although, to be fair, we say that yeah. 2020, I think, had who was it The one in 2020? Hamilton, Bottas, Max, and Perez. Perez. Is so it only those four that won a race? And oh, Gasly, and Gasly. I was gonna say I thought four different teams won a race yeah. in twenty twenty, which hadn't happened in the hybrid era up to that point. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. But, you
0: know, it is. It is what it is. It of is course. Is. I mean, the only other real interesting moment from the Grand Prix, wasn't it? Um, was Alpine doing the French team orders as well, right at the finish line, yeah, Austria two thousand and one slash two style.
1: So strange, because Gasly basically, Ocon with that damage on lap one had to. Run a kind of offset strategy so it ended up on very bad tyres at the end of the race you had Alonso in 8th and then Yacquan Gasly battle ninth and 10th they swap them over because Gasly's on much fresher tyres and then Gasly goes and chases after Alonso doesn't get that near and then they tell him to swap back and it's like if they hadn't swapped them in the first place Gasly would have absolutely torn past Ocon anyway so for Gasly's sake you're always better off not having the team order to begin with and just letting him overtake like normal. I guess you don't want to run the risk of them crashing, which is actually quite a possibility with Ocon in the team. So, yeah, it was just bizarre. And Gassie was very upset afterwards. I did love his Instagram post. Where <laughs> in the second slide. There are only two pictures on this post. One was of him in the race suit, obviously. Second slide was a very tactically chosen picture of him running ahead of nice. Ocon. Nice. <laughs> you love it, you
0: love it. I mean, Which was very funny. It just the pure uncut cocaine that is French, isn't it, Jamie? Um, everything yeah, going yeah. on there but it would obviously yeah like we said max win uh mclaren double podium and the the lovely new what's it kiss trophies which oh, are, yeah. Why, yeah why only only
1: worked for the staff yeah. and, well it's just people showing off isn't it with, with design it's better than a big monkey that was in front no i there? liked the big monk
0: <laughs> that was great for you and it wasn't one year it was every year wasn't it a poor Ricard was it um, wow. But yeah, these new kiss to activate trophies um, meant we got to watch Max Verstappen tongue a trophy on the podium.
1: Yeah, it would be the only thing that Lando Norris is kissing.
0: Probably, yeah. Um, shots <laughs> fired by Shagger 183 over there in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Lando obviously P2, Oscar Piastri P3 there. Uh, Leclerc, Hamilton, Sainz, Russell, Alonso Ocon and Gasly top 10. So, you know, a, pr- a pretty run of the mill, wasn't it? Six team scoring yeah. should have been... Perez and Five. Stroll. <laughs> uh, just really not a race of much surprise, was it? Lawson and Sonoda, 11th and 12th. No. So again, Lawson showcasing uh, why um, you know Alphatari should be signing him. Williams, or Williams, for that matter. And it, and it did mean that Red Bull <laughs> won the Constructors and it's safe to say no one apart from maybe Christian Horner cared.
1: Yeah, yeah, Christian Horner lapped it up on the podium, didn't he? Uh, but yeah, it's been coming since March. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think Max would be winning it on his own. I think. I believe he still would be. Um, yeah, which is crazy, crazy stuff. And he can win the Drivers' Championship next time out in Qatar in the sprint. All race, he needs be... is P4 <laughs> in the
0: sprint, which we'll talk about more yeah. next week, I'm sure. But it is, you can't yeah. win a world championship also, the right way.
1: The stat I like the most from this, for all of you who say Nick Hyde was a fraud, Lando Norris yep. is only three podiums away from being the most podiums that yep. win in Formula One history. On ten now, so get on with it. Get a win, otherwise you'll end up. I Heifel. wonder
0: though, with that, how many drivers have had more podiums and then got a win?
1: Well, Perez, no, no, probably not Perez. Yeah, Perez
0: still only had like eight podiums in his career, for the way he's been driving the last couple of years. <laughs> like, there's got to be a few drivers that have had, like, Jenson Button. I think yes, is probably it's a true. good example. I would imagine who had quite uh, a lot. Yeah, of I doubt podiums. he had
1: thirteen.
0: He probably two thousand and four. Var was a decent car, just couldn't win. You just constantly because all it I mean, because basically what Lando is in the situation of, of course, is you're just in the second best car, car. <laughs> against mm. a car that's dominant. Um, you know, in a similar fashion to obviously Max, the, you know, Ham bought Ver in 2020, wasn't it? Every week,
1: oh, Button was on exactly 13. Well, it there you 13. go then.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: Interesting. Good, good knowledge from that. Thank well you.
0: Well Shall we go? Shall we do a quiz, Jamie? Have we got a quiz this
1: week? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this quiz, and it's you're gonna love it because it's not timed. Wonderful. So there's no no pressure. There is pressure on me. There's always pressure on me. As we saw, there was a debut podium sitter this weekend in in the form of Oscar. Correct. Um, so I don't. Let's have a look. Fifteen? No, sixteen. Wow, is it really sixteen drivers have a podium on the grid? That's horrific. That seems right. Uh, That is right. Actually, if I throw in Daniel Ricciardo, who I haven't thrown in yet, then uh, we'll call it another one. So, we're going to go through them in a a slow, calm manner, and you're going to give me when each driver scored their debut podium. Oh, okay. On the grid. Okay. So, we'll begin with Lewis Hamilton. It would have been Australia 2007. Correct. Uh... In fact, why don't you pick the order? And then no, we'll no, keep, keep get. running through them for me. Go okay, on. we'll go Fernando Alonso. Ooh.
0: I want to say, I believe it was the same race Kimi Raikkonen took his first win. I want to say
1: Malaysia 0-3. You would be correct. Wonderful. Two out of two. Uh, where should we go next? Uh, Kevin Magnuson. Australia 2014, debut race again. Correct. Uh, we'll do Daniel Ricardo, but before you say it I need to check because I've done it off the top of my head uh,
0: it was it was so. <laughs> not Australia 2014 I can tell you that much
1: no it um, certainly wasn't I, oh, I have got it right don't okay.
0: believe because round 2 of the season was Bahrain I think and that was Perez that got a podium there mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say China 2014
1: one too soon. Who was Oh, but so you're two out two of out of three. Sorry, three. three out, of four. out of four. Uh, I need to actually. Them I was going to say three you're doing three, this yeah. in a very odd order. <laughs> yes. Uh, Valteri Bottas.
0: Um. So it would have been at Williams. Mm-hmm. It would have been 2014. Mhm. Where though in 2014? Because Williams had a decent car that year, but often couldn't quite deliver. Again, obviously, wasn't... Was it, in fact, Albert Park in the end? No, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to have to just really guess this one, I think. Um, I'm going to say... Austria 2014? Hey! That was a Felipe e. Massa, last <laughs> ever pole position. That weekend. And it then was, fell to like 7th uh, in the race, I feel like I remember.
1: I think he's only 4th. I think it was 4th in the end. Um, Charles Leclerc. Nice oh, thing.
0: okay, yeah. Uh, that would have been um, Bahrain 2019. Should have won.
1: Correct. Max Verstappen. Uh,
0: Spain 2016.
1: Correct. Uh, Oscar Piastri. Japan <laughs> <playing> 2023. <laughs> <laughs> um, Checo Perez. You might, yeah, Oh, right.
0: there! This is a good one. Is Malaysia 2012? I believe. Indeed.
1: Yeah. Uh, Carlos Sainz.
0: Oh. Okay. Oh. Um. That was Brazil 2019.
1: Because mm-hmm. you it still was.
0: never saw him on any of the broadcast all day, and then he didn't actually get a podium on the road, yeah. did he? So you still didn't see him.
1: 20th to third here. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly first podium.
0: Oh, no, because he never got a podium in the Red Bull. Because he was beyond dope. It
1: was also Brazil 2019, wasn't it? It was. It was two debutants at once. Uh, Lance Stroll. Uh, Was Baku 17? (laughs) Yep, Four left. I think he only got one wrong still. I'm staggered by this. Uh, (laughs) Alex Albon. I believe
0: was Mugello 2020.
1: It was. Lando Norris.
0: Oh uh, was Austria
1: 21 No 2020 in Oh well saved yeah. well saved it was yeah. 2020 Uh George Russell uh was Belgium 21 Mhm correct and the last one which I I think is probably the hardest uh Ocon
0: Oh he had a uh, no was it a weird one I wouldn't say it was a weird one Um I believe it was Bahrain 2020 wasn't it
1: was it Bahrain? or Was it? Was it? Well, Sikia? Bahrain eight eight, twenty twenty. We'll give it, you yeah? that. There you go. Because obviously everyone right, remembers well, Perez
0: winning, but they don't remember Ocon. Yeah. Two. Or, or, was or Stroll on yeah. the podium. Because Ocon should have yeah. won.
1: Yeah. Well done. That was very good. I'll take that. I think you got sixteen out of seventeen. I will
0: absolutely take that.
1: The one thing I'm very surprised that you haven't mentioned is the fact that Nico Hulkenberg was not any of those drivers.
0: Well, I mean, I, I actually, before we went into it, I was trying to think of the four that haven't, and obviously it would be Lawson, Sonoda, Hulkenberg, and Sargeant, isn't
1: it? So Hulkenberg uh, and, and Joe. Joe so because obviously Ricardo makes it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So.
0: so Hulkenberg is in good company there, isn't he? You know, you got you got four juniors <laughs> only... and Nico Hulkenberg who <laughs> can't score there's a point.
1: Five. Sorry, there's four drivers who haven't got a podium. I support three yep. of them.
0: It really does sum it up perfectly, doesn't it? <laughs> Um I, and that was a good quiz, Jamie. I enjoyed that. Um you Were go. you were you surprised I did as well as I did?
1: not not really. I think I'd have got all of them Of course you were I but you're a you're a nerd. <laughs> you you know wheels. Yeah, exactly. So Um yeah.
0: Driver of the Day then, Jamie, for the Japanese Grand Prix.
1: Hmm. Got a few I to would say, just, haven't you? I'd be very boring and give it to to Maximiliano Verstappen
0: I would say Oscar Piastri. I'm gonna
1: say fair, fair. I just think yeah, the race was fairly predictable. Everyone kind of finished where they should, so I'll give it to the race winner. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. How do we do in predictions this week? I think we we both were pretty
1: boring, didn't we? To to match the race, we are we were pretty we boring. Were. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, I went Max Verstappen pole. Max Verstappen win four points. Sergio Sergio Perez P2, which should have happened if he was yep. competent and Lando Norris P3 which also would have happened if Paris was competent. Yep. so You'd have been bang I was on, on for a winner you, were, you would have been yeah. bang on
0: but instead you got what was it five I points I got five uh, who did I guess uh,
1: you, you went Max Verstappen yeah. pole, Max Verstappen yeah. win and actually went for Lewis Hamilton in Ooh. P2 which was a little bit far off also Lando Norris in P3 so okay, five points apiece five, five. so that takes us I, I do want to slightly segue a man who I never thought I'd be praising on this podcast to be fair to him, Matt from whatever their podcast is called now. Um, oh
0: yeah, he got all five top did you five, see, didn't he? He got top five. Bang, bang on, that on, was which impressive. I thought, fair play. I'm sure you'll be banging on about that for the next five years. Um, yes,
1: yeah, but I just thought, you know what? Fair from play. From
0: a slightly worse F1 podcast than our own. Um yes. But yeah, that means I believe scores <laughs> now are fifty three to fifty one to you. So I'm still
1: there. Yes. Which is impressive because you didn't last. I'm just going to let you go first. And then match it. Pretty every much, time. yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to do that from round two, to be honest. Uh, I, what I love about this, though, still Jamie, if I'm not mistaken, is I've never been beating you in the three years we've done this. I've, no, I At don't no think you point have. have I actually been winning. We've been tied this year, but I've never <laughs> led. Still, so I'm hoping. I'm hoping before the end of the year, well, they're still time. either There's that still or time. I do it with Sebastian Vettel, and don't don't leave. It's a much closer title
1: ad. fight than what we have in uh, yeah. real life. Yeah.
0: Um, Final thing, then Jamie has got to be the race rating, hasn't it? What are we What are we rating the Japanese Grand Prix? Hmm.
1: I wonder. (laughs) It wasn't the best. If Singapore, I think I gave a nine and a half or a nine or something. I would give Japan maybe a five.
0: I was going to go four.
1: You know what? The first half of the race, before I started falling asleep, it was slightly. It was like intriguing. Okay. You know there was quite a few things going on. I wouldn't say entertaining. So I give it a four. Okay,
0: fair enough. I'm, I'm, actually, yeah, I'll match you then. I think a four <laughs> is probably a bit unfair, isn't it? There was still a
1: bit going yeah. on
0: at the end of the day.
1: A little, a little.
0: Have we got anything else to add, though, Jamie?
1: Let's have a quick look at the old Twitter. Nothing's
0: Nothing has been confirmed, nothing has been finalised, anything like that?
1: Uh, not that I can see no that's it wonderful thank you all as always then so
0: much for listening if you have enjoyed please do make sure you drop us a follow leave us a like get yourself subscribed all that good stuff Um, and we'll return then next week for a Qatar Grand Prix preview Jamie I I must admit I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to the return of Qatar